Hi and welcome. I I can't believe it. It's episode 10. We're into double digits, Pascal. Indeed, it's just flown by. Although when I'm looking at the, um, we have a grid, everyone, a bit of behind the scene, inside the knowledge where we record all the different episodes. It's getting quite busy and quite content rich. So we'll have to do a recap very soon. We're going to have to. We are celebrating the launch of our new program and the completion of the website Best Practice Webinar Series. We wanted to find a way to continue to share more advice and insights about making your website work harder and for you to feel proud about your website again. Each episode consists of four segments. We have You Ask, We Answer. We've got Website Stories website engine room where we come up with a couple of apps or tech that might help you as a website manager or content creator. And of course, lastly, but not least, the website call to action. One change or adjustment that you should be making to your website right now. As I said, it's episode 10 of the 90 Day Website Mastery Podcast. We're live on LinkedIn. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. Or perhaps you're with us on the podcast in your ear right now. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for being here. So whether you're watching or listening, welcome to the show. And welcome to Pascal, who's in the heat of France, whilst I'm in the freezing cold of the UK. We were having this conversation in the green room that that's just extraordinary, the, the the difference. I mean, I'm literally like double the temperature that you are having um, locally. So I was planning uh, a return to the UK, but I'm going to wait a bit longer, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think I would as well. <laughs> so thanks again, everyone, for joining us live on On Replay. This is really um, something I look forward to now, to catch up with you and our viewers and listeners to just reflect on this business of running website. But doing it in such a way that it is a source of satisfaction. And very recently, I was instrumental in a rescue project, um, which you'll be very familiar with, Johnny, where a website project has not gone so well. So you've got to pick it up halfway through, change developers, and then take it to where it should be. And I presented this yesterday, and the delight in people's faces via the Zoom call. I should have taken a picture before and after where they were. They appeared, they were thinking, oh, here we go, the, the website again. And then when I finished giving them the tour of what we've achieved, the smiles were just um, absolutely wonderful. So I think it is about that. You know, it is about a website working harder for you. But you, the owner manager, you need to feel good about it too. For sure. Should we get started with our first segment, You Ask, We Answer? So this is all about one question that either you and I have, have had you know, submitted to us during a project that we researched online. Uh, very recently, I was working with an organization that uh, I had a website for quite some time, but they were moving into a different market. Following um, a bit of a strategic session, we decided that a separate website was, was wise, and I brought up the idea of creating avatars or personas, as I called them. And the public looked, uh, looks on their faces told, told me everything. So the question from the um, customer was, what are avatars or archetypes and how can they help me run my website or are they a waste of time was the implicit kind of um, question. So I suppose I'm going to turn to you, Johnny. Do, do you have a, a plain English way to describe avatars, archetype personas to your customers? And do they need convincing that this is worth their while? Yeah, I guess it's about really understanding your audience, dare I say, because without understanding your audience, you fail to use their language 
and you fail to make it relevant. And and actually, it's about even taking it a step further now. It's not just understanding the audience, but it's understanding what they want, what they're out, the outcome. What's the outcome? What do they what do they actually want to achieve as well? But the key thing is by doing an exercise of understanding the different types of audiences, because some businesses might have 10, 12, 15 different personas. That's fine, but it's about defining them so that you can at least say, well, actually, these are the sort of top two or three. And this is the type of words or language that they use. So, for example, if you're trying to um, uh, sell products or services to a manufacturing industry, then you need to be talking about process optimization or um, efficiency. Um, whereas, you know, if you're trying to sell it to consumers, it's very different language. So it's really about uh, the, the exercise helps you understand the language to, to create that relevancy. I like that because very often you and I remind our, our customers and trainees um, the perfect scenario would be that your own customers build your future website because they are more likely to match the language, the preference, terms of photography, colors, and, and more. Uh, for me, the, the persona archetypes, it's a document that helps you record something that would be too difficult to memorize because actually to your point Johnny the um the language and everything else that you know you you look at, look into is not something that you yourself use on a regular basis so you're likely to forget so what I'd like to do is make them very visual which I know you do and in fact I would um, encourage our viewers and listeners to seek out webinar number two of our launch series because in there we look at our four kind of visitor, uh, website visitor type, and we recommend how to go about it. But this idea of capturing information that you, you don't normally consider, the language, but also what are they concerned about? You know, what might they prefer the competition? All those nuances are captured into the, this document that can be shared in the office. What I like as well, to your point, is it helps you also prioritize. So you may end up with, to begin with, a list of 10 or 12. And then someone like you and I would say, that's too many too many archetypes, we need to take it down to maybe three or four, and then you can prioritize and, and target, you know, your marketing accordingly. Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, really important to understand who it is you're talking to. Uh, absolutely. And it informs your SEO. I mean, we, we could go as far as your content marketing plan, your social media and so on. So uh, this this is why why we would insist, you know, to do this exercise with you should you have the pleasure of working Julie and I. And how can they help you run your website more effectively? It's back to that. You're going to make faster decisions and better decisions moving forward. Talking of moving forward, by the way, should we move on to our next segment, Website Stories? Now, this is about the one article, the one podcast, the one video infographics that can help us really review and react to what it means to be a website manager in today's economy. And we've chosen something actually quite different to previous episodes. We've gone for a LinkedIn video message shared by one of my kind of uh, SEO content marketing heroes, Wrench Fishkin, who's going to tell us about what the future looks like when we are now faced with an audience who will be supported by AI-powered search. And we're very lucky to have been able to get the video message that we're going to play for you now. What I think is the future of a lot of SEO, and that is keyword co-occurrence, making sure that your brand shows up in and around the words and phrases that large language models get trained on because large language models produce tokens like this, 
that are likely to appear after other tokens. And so if I go to Bing and I search for what are the best hotel deals online? There's obviously advertisers and you know they'll, they'll give me results, right, of actual places, but they also give me answers like this. Websites that offer good deals, Kayak, Expedia, Booking, Trivago, Cheap Air. Okay, and if I go to Google, right, it will show me, gosh, a, a very similar subset because these are the brands that have built language co-occurrence that they're the tokens that are likely to show up. I think Google has actually been using this for a long time. I think back in my Moz days, I did an old Whiteboard Friday about how Google was probably using this. But if I go to ChatGPT and I say, what are the best uh, hotel websites online or best travel deal websites, right? And that, what is it gonna give me? What, what are these? These aren't, these aren't answers, this isn't knowledge. These are predictions of tokens that are most likely to appear near other tokens around the same thing. And in fact, gosh, these sure look like the same results that you get in Google and in Bing. And my suspicion is long-term, this is gonna be a ton of what marketers need to do is associate their brand with topics and, con and concepts all across the web so that the large language models pick them up so search results include them. Wow. So it's a pleasure to to see Wrench Fishkin. And what an art. To, um, this is not my forte, as you know, to do short form content. People will know that. In the 1 minute 50 seconds to capture all of that, to have the visual stimuli. So we'll put the, the, the link in the show notes where we want to catch the LinkedIn post journey because there's all the comments and reaction from the followers as well. But this idea of you know, a fair guess at what markets will be doing on a regular basis from now on because of the element of AI-powered search results. Yeah, what did you make of that? Yeah, it's a, it's a reminder that this is all about context as well. And so if you're talking about a particular topic or a particular subject, what you want to ensure is that uh, by simply doing a Google search on that topic or subject, finding out the top 10 pages that rank for that, having a look at what else they also talk about and making sure that you also talk about those things. So for example, a uh, an estate agent, um, you might find that the top 10 pages of Google also talk about mortgages and insurance so you need to make sure that you're if you're creating an estate agent page that you're also talking about mortgages and insurance so that you are helping the ai the the model understand that you are relevant because you're talking about all these other topics that are related to the content so it's it's a for me it's a, a really important reminder that if you want to rank well for a particular subject you've got to rank well for the things around that subject as well yeah you're right it's to me and and in fairness to, to to Rand, you know, I think he's been very sympathetic with the, the complexity of the role of marketing because I wouldn't say this is new to you and I, but we've been involved in SEO from pretty much you know the early years. But this idea of it may have been from him as well, or from from other um, researchers, where you would see content whereby the brand name would be surrounded by the right keywords, so the proximity of the word back to co-occurrence. For, for me, it's also the logic of 
if you have a brand name, a brand company, it could be yours, by the way, as an individual, what is the qualifying strap line that normally goes alongside that? And, and, and to your point, no matter if you have product A, B, and C, and D, are you uh, sure that your brand name is associated with those or maybe just product A and that B, C, D, and E are being neglected from that kind of the, um, the presence of the right words around you know, who you are? For me as well, what would be an important exercise, and I don't remember the name of the app can help you do that, but it's, you know, those um, um, cloud keywords that you can sometimes do. So you can put a hyperlink of a web page on this app, and that could be maybe what I, I recommend for, for next time around. And it can give you a summary of what this page is about, and you can see whether there, there are any gaps between what you wish people will know you for and by extension, you know, the search engine, because it was absolutely right to say, this is not knowledge. This is just repeating what um, the search engine has been able to glean from, you know, your web pages and more. Um, are you sure that there is, there is a close match there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could, the, there are some great tools like that. And I, I, um, I, having not used one for a little while, I can't remember the names, but for example, you could use something even like SEMrush to put in uh, a topic and then sort of five competitors and it'll start uh, producing keyword gap analysis. So in terms of the sort of topics that the other five are talking about that are related that you've not talked about and sort of come up with a content strategy from that. So yeah, uh, th this is a, it's, it's a really good reminder. Now, and I would recommend people to follow the link, watch the video again, say hello to Rent Fishkin from, from on our behalf, but read the comments because the conversation is going there is perfect. They'll say, well, you know, this is great because this is back to good old fashioned in a good way, you know, uh, online PR. This is helping me put a point across to my colleagues who may not be working in marketing um, and, and SEO. And this is for you and I also. A link to some of the recommendation we've made around testing, you know, the search result by looking at the bottom of the page with people also search for or people also ask for, and start to build this bank of knowledge and understanding about the behavior of your website visitors and, and populate that into your. Uh, personas or archetypes you know that document that, you, that you've crafted so yeah thanks very much for your action and i thought it was it was lovely to hear it said so simply and so superbly as is often the case with um wrench fish skin but in, on the subject of taking action and making changes to your website let's move on to the website engine room Now, this is a segment that I always look forward to because Johnny will surprise me every single time with his recommendation of an app, a software solution, something that can help us make life easier as a website content creator and website owner. So what is your recommendation for this episode, Johnny? So, and, and likewise, I like your. I like get surprised with yours as well. Um, I want to uh, in a future episode, I'm going to be talking about internal links and how important they are, and it's so much so that I thought, well, why don't I talk about a tool that helps this? So there's a tool called Link Whisperer. Link, sorry, Link Whisper. Linkwhisper.com. Linkwhisper.com. It's a, an internal linking tool to speed up the process of internal linking for search engine optimization and ultimately to help you rank better. And the idea being is that with this tool that's uh, a WordPress plugin, you can uh, use it on Shopify as well. It integrates with Yoast. It integrates with Rank Math, which are, are the two leading uh, search engine optimization plugins. 
And it just makes it abundantly easy to create internal links. So if you're writing a blog post or a new service page, as you're writing, it identifies link opportunities. So, you know, perhaps you write a phrase or a word or a question and it highlights that question and says, well, actually, you've got an old blog on that. You could link to it right now. And so it's it's constantly identifying opportunities, but also there's an automated option where you can just flick a switch and it'll find opportunities across the entire website to link to what we call your pillar page content. So the, the key phrases or key keywords that you're trying to rank high in Google, perhaps the sort of 10, 20, 30, uh, pillar pages across the website. The internal links help Google understand the importance of those pages. So for me, this week, it's linkwhisperer.com, and it's all about internal linking. Wow. Well, just because I was reminding you and I that we've been involved with SEO for quite some time, I believe for me, it's 20 years. I think I did SEO <laughs> in 2003, um, and then very quickly moved on to training. Remind us again about the value of internal linking and what they can do to your website ranking. Well, yeah, it. like, I'm say, like I was saying, this is about helping Google understand what is important on your website so by if you imagine um you know a website with you know i don't know 20 whether it be 20 pages or twenty thousand pages you need to somehow make it clear to google the sort of key services or key products that you are uh, important for and one of the ways of doing that is by using your content to talk about these things but more so to link to the relevant pages that are the, the 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 main pages that rank for some of these terms or that you want to rank for some of these terms so internal linking is a way to shape google to understand which pages to rank and for what keywords to rank for so we used anchor text so when you're creating an internal link from a blog page to service page a the phrase that you use to then link is called the anchor text. And depending on what phrase you use helps teach Google what that page is about. So it, it's, it's, it's so important internal linking. And, it, and interestingly, it's often forgotten about in so many websites because the, the focus isn't on that. The focus is on the look, the feel, the, how it works, the, the words. And, and very often the internal links are, are very much forgotten about. Uh, and But it's where the biggest opportunity is to shape Google's thoughts about what pages should rank, but also the importance of those pages. And then the parallel you can run, um, because I, I agree with you, I, I think it's to do with language sometimes. And, and for many of my customers, by the time they've finished the article, they want to move on to the next thing, and internal linking, which is often positioned within the body of the copy or the, at, at the bottom, I think it's very nice. Uh, you may also find this interesting, put the, put the links there. But for me, the way I describe it is like you're guiding a conversation, which I know is odd because it's all written copy for now, but this idea of what is the next natural evolution of you know, the information piece, and you could actually be inspired by the search engine themselves. Just spoke a moment ago about people also ask for, people also search for, presented by Bing and, and Google. Um, so you could actually guide people through a natural conversation, different stages of the, um, of the website, but tactically, you're right. If you have a high-performing web page, then you've got to be using internal links to almost uh, concur with, you know, the, the conclusion of your visitors and your, and the search engines. 
Superb. Thank you very much. I know exactly who's going to need that after this recording <laughs> in touch with my customers, Johnny, but all credits will be given to you, of course. <laughs> so for this um, iteration of the website engine room, I want to continue with what we talked about in You Asked, We Answer, by the customer avatar archetype persona template. So it's twofold. If I may uh, encourage people to visit... Um, Episode two of our webinar series, where we talk about the four types of website visitors, and we talk about their personas and the archetypes. So you learned about how Julie and I would like to structure your thinking and the ideas behind one individual representing a much wider group. And then to make your life a little easier, I would encourage you to visit this um, page on HubSpot, um, kind of online marketing platform. They've taken the trouble to put together some Great templates on PowerPoint and, and Microsoft Word where you have blank boxes to fill in and so on. They haven't got all of the things that you and I would, would want as part of the, the profile journey, but it's a good, good way to get started. And then you can add all the elements that you'll hear Johnny and I say in that webinar series. So watch the webinar if um, you don't mind. Download the template from HubSpot and then populate it, circulate to run the office, and it's there for you to review. And my argument would be, Johnny, that one should always have a quick quick scan read of the, the avatars or the archetypes before starting any meaningful website work. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a really good starting point. Uh, and uh, so if you simply Google uh, customer profile templates, HubSpot, uh, or even HubSpot customer profile templates, you'll get to their page. Um, and uh, we'll we'll put the link in the show notes as well. Uh, it's a great starting point to come up with uh, customer avatars. So uh, uh, really good. Thank you very much. Well, whilst we're in the business of giving people things to do, let's move on with our final segment, the website call to action. So, Johnny, what is the one change or adjustment you'd like us to concentrate on for this um, next period? I'd like you to go to your websites and check your legals. And what do I mean by that? Well, I mean checking your TNCs, your cookie policy, your privacy policy. You might be thinking, oh, you know, I don't really want to do that. Uh, and do we really need to? Um, there's, there's a few there's many reasons. I guess one of the key reasons, um, you know, what one thing to consider is we we data is so crucial to marketing, and how can we use that data to then market to different users, different people? And if you haven't got the right privacy policy in place, the right GDPR in place, then you may find that it's quite limiting in terms of the marketing activity that you can do. Whereas if you have um, things in there that make it abundantly clear that you're going to market to these people and but there's also a very easy way to be withdrawn from that marketing then that really opens the door on the amount of marketing you can do and then the second uh, key reason for me is if you're running pay-per-click campaigns so google is becoming a lot stricter in terms of the wording of your policies and the wording of your cookie policy, the wording of your terms and conditions, and the wording of your GDPR. Google is uh, trying to look whiter than white, and 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 and, and the way it's doing that is by um, penalizing uh, accounts that don't have the correct terms and conditions in place. And in fact, I've had a number of uh, Google ad paper click campaigns where 
Google has threatened to pause the campaigns if the policies aren't put in place. And and further to that, there's something called inv- advanced, uh, enhanced, sorry, enhanced conversion tracking that you can do on Google Ads. But without some of these policies in place, you can't get to that functionality. Um, so it is literally limiting by not having the correct policies in place. So yes, it's a whole sort of, you know, it's not it's not the glamorous side of a website. It's the boring side. It's the TNCs. But actually, it is really important. And the question is, when did you even last look at them? And let's get them up to date and make sure they're actually serving a purpose instead of just being a sticker that was there at the beginning when you first built the website. Thank you very much. And for um, for my part, having you know quite a bit of foray into international trading and international marketing, also look at different territories, even if it's just um, an additional paragraph, depending on where your customers come from, that might just make all the difference because there will be visitors, I can guarantee you, that will look at them understand more about you know what you stand for and this is also maybe that's why you you're asking us to reflect on as well johnny a chance to maybe rewrite them to be more in line with your tone of voice you know they don't have to oh be, yeah we, sure. all, we all begin with um, the copy and paste version from uh, you know uh, an authority uh, ideally someone that knows you know the, the legal side of being online but eventually you know 6 12 24 months later maybe it's time for you to go back and rewrite it so that uh, it sounds like you I, lo- I love that. I love that. Why not use tone of voice? You know, let's, you know, pe- people buy from brands that actually have personality and, you know, stand out by having TNCs that have got some personality. The best example I saw was someone that did it as a flip book. It was a cartoon. And you, so you read the cookie policy as a, as a, as a kind of a flip book. It was just absolutely genius. Uh, for my part, talking about taking action, I'm going to ask people to do a little less, you know, because of the time of year. <clears throat> Excuse me. So to begin with, I want people to, I'm going to continue with the tone of voice and work on your out-of-office messages and just make them part of your marketing and explain to people that you're taking time out, that you know, that it is important to you, that of course you understand their despair, they won't be able to get in touch with you promptly. So in the meantime, what can they do? And then you can point them to your most amazing content on your website. So it's almost like doing two things, saying that, you know, you've logged off for a while, that you'd be back in touch with them, but in your own kind of um, style and point people to, you know, part of your website where they can still get information. The, the things that I've seen people do as well, I'm going to give a shout out to two friends, Simon Raybould and Simon Clayton. They've also written short articles about what people should focus on, almost like bringing people like, um, you know, the, the homework used to get when in between school holidays. My parents used to be quite keen on that. It's absolutely detested. But this idea of, you know, whilst um, we all kind of slow down a bit, here's a couple of things you may want to be looking into until we catch up again in September. So, yeah, just make it work for you, but also um, see if you're going to be slowing down can you still add value in your messaging and and you know i've seen some great examples of out of offices uh where you can really stand out and make make them fun uh or make them mm. uh, uh or even resourceful really resourceful uh, i love that really good uh we've what an episode again we've talked about uh customer avatars customer av- uh, archetypes and how important they are uh, and why you need really need to home in on on who your audience is we've talked about how ai powered search uh, the impact of that on search engine optimization you want to be associated with some of the big brands that google bing 
uh, AI associate with certain things. You want to make sure that you're in the mix there. Uh, we've had some great uh, tips on uh, apps uh, from the linkwhisper.com to the uh, HubSpot customer profile templates and the website call to actions. Check your legals and set up a really good out of office. Pascal, reflection from you on, on today's episode? Uh, I'm still amazed that we can make it fit within, you know, the, the t- t- form content that we've um, you know, given ourselves to do as, as a challenge. But there's also some reassurance in there is nothing here that is not within everybody's reach you know, if you get organized and so on. And it is also user term reminder. You know, I find it re- reassuring that in 2023, uh, having just celebrated 30 years of internet, we're still talking about something that we know works for a fact and it is really worth your while spending time on. Yeah, back to basics, isn't it? Uh, in, in a lot of ways. Um, that's it for today. This was episode 10 of our new podcast series, the audio companion to the 90-day website mastery program. For more information, please visit 90daymarketingmastery.com and you'll be able to book yourself a discovery call with either myself or Pascal. We'll be back for another podcast episode. In the meantime, feel free to send your questions, share your preferred apps and links to your website once you've made the changes we've spoken about we'll happily give you a shout out but it's bye for now for everyone and we'll leave you with a fun video and audio montage whilst you go through your notes and actions we'll see you soon take care